Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I had the misfortune of watching Saturday Morning Kitchen uh, last week. <laughs> it was the Jubilee weekend, whenever that was. I woke up and the t- TV was on. We were in London with the children being yeah. jubilant, seeing the Queen's Jubilees. And, um, yeah... Is it Saturday or Sunday morning kitchen? I, I think it's Saturday. I don't know. I never watch it. I have no interest in it at all. <laughs> at all. And I thought to myself, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way of trying to interview someone whilst they're attempting to make food that's palatable. And I thought, uh, Saturday morning cam belt. Oh. Got to, do a, got to do a cam belt change with a celebrity whilst maintaining yeah. some sort of sanity um, focus concentration so for example you've got Adele and you've got Gordon Ramsay you know these sorts of people heavy hitters of the famous person world I think you'd find out something about a person that you wouldn't otherwise be aware of you know if Adele is up to her elbows in the engine bay of I don't know an MX-5 or something Mm. they're cam belt or cam chain can't remember pretty sure they're cam belt I think they're belt but then Someone she just looks around. She looks around at who's doing it. James Martin is he the presenter still? Or uh, it doesn't really. He matter, wasn't when it? I was on it. No, it doesn't matter. It's probably well. I'd like to see James Martin do a cam belt, but that's another story. <laughs> but then Adele just turns around and goes, "Of course, it's a non-interference engine." And you'd go, ah, "Didn't know Adele knew that. That's quite interesting, isn't it? It's good. You see, sort of, you're learning something about her as a person, as well as absolutely just, you know, her talking about music." But are you going to then, is it going to be a different car every week? Yeah, it's someone in there, it's a friend or a family's car that they've brought in. So they do a little, they do a little round robin first. You go, is anyone car well over to you on a Gambelt service? <laughs> Actually, um, Harry Styles, yeah. Um, Nan's Clio, I think is a bit threadbare. Can you, can you bring it in? So Harry Styles brings in Nan's Clio and, yeah. you know, it's living on board time Gambelt wise. And he's doing it, he does it whilst he's talking about his new album. And yeah. probably wearing a really loose-fitting sort of flouncy shirt, which you mustn't start the car near <laughs> under any circumstances. <laughs> Is this why... So one week they have on... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think who would, who would turn up wearing a, a, a collar and tie with no jacket or jumper. Like Richard Ayoade or someone. Oh, gosh, yeah. He'd be very that. sharply dressed, yes. And they just go, ooh... Might want to tuck the tie into your shirt front there, Richard. Because or scar bands, the drummer from a scar band. Oh, Green Day! If, if Green Day came, Green in. Day, yeah, they're on. They're on the comeback trail. Did they go away? I don't know. But anyway, they're wearing. One of them's wearing a tie. And yeah. Oof. Now, before you really dive into this uh, cavalier that we've got in the world, <laughs> Green Day, Campbell Cavalier. Take the uh, take the cam belt off. Or and then, but then it's fine. And then they get chatting, and you know, because you know, James, that in the US, a Cavalier is a slightly different car, and um, and on they go. But that's um, right. I'm it, wondering also. I feel like if, it could work already. Are you going to tailor it though, rather than have them bring in a family member's car? Because there's a lot of a lot of organisation there, and you know what celebrities are like. They'll turn up and they'll have forgotten it. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. I think maybe just the show provides the car but it is legit they're basically running a business of cam belt changes so they can't mess oh, it up okay but, but you can also tailor it to how if how confident the guest is about their mechanical ability so if they're like no honestly i've done loads of cam belts have you really kylie well that's great then because she actually used to play a mechanic didn't she on telly she, was she, that, am i thinking of holly valance no you're thinking of kylie and she used to Kylie's have a, a she used to have an austin mini called willie oh what, in real life or on the show? I think it was on the show only, but it'd be great okay. if it was in real life as well. Well, so I'm thinking that if someone says they're very confident, then you give them a slightly more challenging job. 
yes. tighter engine bay, you know, a Corsair or something, which needs, I think they need like 40,000 mile cam belt changes. So Do they? The chance, yeah, they've, they've that those Corsairs, old Corsairs, they need weirdly regular cam belt changes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand for it. No, tight engine bay, because it's a small car. Yeah. And if it's a bit leggy, that belt's been done before. And I'd be a bit worried that, you know, some of the bolts and things are getting a bit rounded off and it's going to be a challenging job. But See, that's okay. Uh, I, because, <laughs> as it turns out, um, Fiona Bruce, for example, is actually quite a skilled spanner person. Yes, got thin rests. She should get down the yes! side of very tight yes. engine bays, which does help. Whereas the next week they've got, who's that guy who... Was in Game of Thrones. Jason something. He's freaking Ma- massive. Him. Yes. Mm. Huge. Now, you cannot ask him to pop the bonnet on a early Vauxhall Adam and get up to his <laughs> forearms, trying to loosen off the lower, the, the lower pulley on that engine because he will get stuck. I'm just and if thinking, Momoa gets stuck with an Adam halfway up his arm, he's actually just going to stand up and the Adam is going to get flicked across the workshop it, it is, like it's a like tea a, towel. Yeah, like a sort of koi carp trying to suck up a kid's fingers. They'll thrash it around and <laughs> fling it off. <laughs> you know, there's always a video on, on, I don't know, YouTube or something like that. That's yeah. to- what about a car which requires... I know what I'd love to do. I've just thought about it. I would, I would, I would make sure that James Martin was presenting... And he'd gone to an awards do the night before. He'd had a big family event, and so he was very mm. fragile and hungover. Mm. And I'd make sure it was an engine out cam belt to do, um, whilst oh. do lots of lots of pieces to camera, and also <laughs> the studio's hot and the fans have stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> so what would it be? Would it be like a fade to just before they go live? He's gone uh, to someone on production. He's got look. Can I just have a? Just to get a bottle of water, get the bottle of water. Gone, James, the fridge is broken. Unfortunately, all the water is lukewarm, and he's just. Oh, and also, we accidentally put some salt in it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's brine. Would you like a cup of brine before we start, James? <laughs> just, <laughs> Sorry, we haven't got any water. We've only got this lukewarm stock that we were keeping for uh, uh, some reason. We keep doing it accidentally because we forgot it's not a cooking show anymore. So, get it down, you son. Lovely, lovely pint of oxo beef. That'll slake your thirst. <laughs> Yeah, that'll slake your thirst if you're a sea bass. Yeah, and so, he's feeling absolutely rancid, and he's having to help Dame Judy Dench work an engine crane. Yeah, and what what car what is it? What, what surely one of those W twelve engines? I think they're an engine. Oh, bloody hell! Job. And so heavy. Yeah, you so cannot muck around when one of those is is waving in the wind from the crane. <laughs> well, it's Dear still God, in imagine a- just the plumbing, the unhooking of stuff. This is going to have to be like a day-long special. Oh, so much wiring loom to unclip and make sure it's out the way. And, and is oh, it, it Phaeton or, I'm going to say, it's a very early Continental GT because I have a feeling that the engine access on that, like as in terms of the bonnet aperture, tight. is tight. Okay, so James has got a fairly leggy um, Conti GT. Mm. It's hot, and but and also I want to make it clear that the Saturday morning kitchen looks the same. So it's still a kitchen, and there's still sort of nice plants in the background, and there's ladles hanging on the wall, you know, and uplighters. Yeah. But yeah. the car just sort of gets barged in, and and they push the chairs out of the way, and then that, that's it. They start. So so you can. So you could go over to the fridge and, I don't know, get a pot of hummus out halfway through if you wanted. There is that opportunity. (laughs) But fundamentally, it's a chat whilst spannering on cars. Well, you're also going to learn a lot about the guests. And one of the things is how confident they're feeling as a guest with going, can I just go over to the fridge and get a can of Diet Coke? No, we haven't got any. Got orange juice. Do you want some orange juice? Yeah, go on. Yeah, thanks. Oh, we haven't got any clean glasses. Uh, You're right, having it from a mug. (laughs) <laughs> James Martin's badly organised kitchen, because he's been on the sauce again and he forgot to set the dishwasher going. I forgot to reset the, the kitchen before. and have the clean down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't have a cleaner. He's got to do it himself every week. And the floor, the I mean, the tiles are going to be ruined by 
transmissional. For example, a two-ton luxury coupe being rolled onto them, and then oh, yes. a lot of lot of dripping, a lot of fluids. There's an awful lot of um, yeah, auto box fluid, uh, which, as you know, smells like tomcat piss, but also is very very thin. So if you yes. if the if Dame Judi Dench walks in and she's wearing heels, she's going to break oh. both of her ankles within seconds, <laughs> or look like Bambi on ice. I'm going to say this is not Dame Judy's first cam change, and she is wearing steel toe cap boots. Yeah, I just agree. Just on the safe side. I agree. Because there's always a possibility that, you know, she's... She, I, I wonder if, like, to get the engine out first, you've got to take off some ancillaries. And, again, it's not the first time she's dropped an alternator on her foot, so she's taking no chances. Yeah. Well, that's the small talk. In fact, the more I think about it, the more I think about it, you know, I, I I get a bit upset with the whole I'm a celebrity, get me out of here using insects and reptiles as sort of sacrificial playthings. I find that a little bit offensive because if I, well, if I was to do that show and say and suggest using, I don't know, um, rescue dogs, uh, it would, I would get shut down and never work again. But, oh, it's absolutely fine if it's just a pit of snakes. Johnny Smith's Griller Rescue Dog. Yeah. Tonight on ITV. Yeah, exactly. So, no. so it's just not going to no. it's not going to fly, is it? So, um, no. I think it should be I'm a celebrity. Um, get me out of here, and in brackets, okay, then change the cam belt on this, and you can. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably why you aren't and never will be the director of programmes for ITV. Or BBC, because well, too many cam belt based shows. Do you think? So? Well, it would. I would only pick yeah. one. It would either be Saturday morning cam belt chat. Yeah, mm, uh, I either, like that. Yeah, or it would be. Yeah, because I, I mean, I I think to myself, if I was going to do a cam belt, I'd want to set myself up in a nice environment first, warm room, maybe mm. a, an omelette with a strong coffee, mm. um, and then let's set to work. I'm all right with that. Hmm. I okay yeah no yeah. I, mean, I can see this and I think it's it's got legs and I you know I I, I would like to see Benedict Cumberbatch wrestling <laughs> a recalcitrant belt on uh, an aging Rover two hundred as much as the next man oh that would be brilliant that would be great and chains obviously chains are allowed it's not just belts we would allow well, I mean, chains if if some guest says look. I am not mechanically confident, and I just don't think I could do the cam belt, particularly because I've heard that James is often no help whatsoever <laughs> having an absolutely hanging headache. So could I just drop the oil? Um, uh, and you go, okay, yeah, but we're not going to make it too easy for you, so we're going to do something that's a bit... It's a bit fiddly. I don't know what that would be. Like an MGF or something. It's just you've got restricted access from the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do as much as you can from the... Yes. Just something that... We go, yeah, you can. But the the sump plug is is really stuck. I've had that. I had that on my Insight. And it's a magnesium sump. I was terrified of it. Ooh. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah, I know. I didn't have James Martin to help me, unfortunately. Yeah. Bloody hell! Yeah, that, I know. And apparently, you can't buy them. So if you ruin it, you, you you're snookered. So it's a slight bit of pressure. And James Why Martin do you think they made was it there. From magnesium. <sighs> I'm guessing it was there. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's just sheer lightness. It has to be because that car was all about unsprung weight, wasn't it? So it was. So they've gone the, the optimum lightness versus uh, strength. Yeah. Led them to magnesium, I would guess. But I mean, that's that says a lot about that car. Yeah, where they just no expense spared, surely. Well, no, because you can't even see it. It's under a load of uh, plastic um, aero under trays. You have to take three yeah, trays off a, to see it. Yeah, but if you're a Honda engineer, you know that's there, and that's the thing. Mm. That's why. That's very why proud I'm, of their sum. That's why I love it even more than ever. On that side of things. I'm just yeah. thinking now, yeah, next time I'll invite James Martin round and he can have four pipettes of room temperature water before we get cracking. <laughs> then, You're gonna, maybe, you know those things that hamsters have? 
those, those oh, the bottles, little ball bearing suckle wheel, a suckle yeah. bottle. You've got a, a big one of those, or maybe not, maybe just a sort of, you know, guinea pig sized one on the wall, and James is allowed to just lap at it <laughs> That's like a just, rodent. That but it's be... lukewarm. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I think that'd be brilliant. Now that's almost different now because we're sort of it's sort of like Sunday morning hangover kitchen. <laughs> I know we're not suggesting that James Martin gets absolutely battered every Saturday night and then attempts to present TV shows. That we're not saying that. No, it's just no. amusing to imagine that if someone were in that position where they had to front a live Sunday yeah. morning TV show, that it yeah. was incompatible with their love of going out on a Saturday night and having nineteen pints of calming. <laughs> I have to say, I I have presented. Um, an item on a TV show, criminally hungover before. Um, it's just, just well, tell us which which item and which TV show it was, and then perhaps it's on YouTube, and we can try and work out the oh, point at which your brain starts to collapse in on it. Oh, it was awful! It was really hot. It was an incredibly hot launch of a Honda Civic in Spain, and it was it was the the night. Before, let me get this right. Yeah, the, the the night before, the hotel was really lovely, and um, we all decided because it was close to the end of the series, we'll just have a couple of. They, they had this amazing cocktail bar, which has been plied on us. You can smell the danger from here, can't you? Mm. And we we had filmed some of it already, like the drive of the car we'd already filmed, but we hadn't done the intro, and I don't think we'd done the outro, and we hadn't done a couple of other parts, and mm. we. Yeah, we all had a little bit too much. And worst of all, the 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 lead cameraman, I won't name him, mm. who in who set the camera up, and and then the director said action. And as I was talking down the barrel of the camera, he he tiptoed off and threw up behind an ornamental bush. <laughs> <laughs> And then I can actually see him wiping his chin and coming back. And I'm thinking, how am I supposed to do a really natural like piece to camera when I've got him just chundering? And this was an immaculate hotel garden, a really beautifully manicured. We we, we did it on the on the on the premises. So yeah, mm. and that, I, I, but I didn't. I, I made a point of not doing that because I knew I can't operate on a hangover. I, I can't. And it's got. It's only no. got worse, unfortunately. I went on the Jaguar XF launch, the original one. 2012, was it? No, it would have been like 2008 or something like that, I think. Oh, was it? Quite a while ago. And there was quite a um, giddy evening in the hotel bar. Oh, giddy. And the next morning, we had some more driving of the car to do. Not filming it, just driving it to write about. And I was sharing a car with another well-known journalist who I've known for a while. And he was driving. As we set off from the hotel, he went... So we both went, oh dear, feeling a bit rubbish today. And then <laughs> as we set off, he went, I warn you now, I'm going to conduct this very gently. And I was like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Good. That's how I would like it to go as well. No <laughs> no helmsmanship here, please. No, we no. just need to get safely round no. and then have an enormous barrel of water at the lunch stop. <laughs> <laughs> and we drove up. It was in the south of France, and we drove up into the mountains. We were just going up these mountains, so inevitably they're a bit twisty. And we hadn't been going very long when he just went, "I'm just going to pull over." And he pulled rather urgently into a lay-by, and then just got out of the car, ran behind a bush, and puked up. Oh, awful! And, um, awful. and then he said he felt much better. So you know, it's not all bad. But, I think um, as long as you got access to water, it's okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you know, yeah. when people wonder where. Uh, the inspiration for the car journalist Roy Lanchester, as I sometimes write, uh, where it comes from, well, it comes from real life, is the answer. Yeah, that's right. It's not fake at all. No. It's not even satirical. <laughs> I think it is a bit more... It, it, uh, I, part of the thing with Roy now is that he doesn't fit in. He's completely out of step with the way things are because I have noticed, not that I go on many car events anymore, but I have noticed that... Often now, people don't go to the bar as soon as they get back to the hotel or whatever. They go to their room to go and write up their reports yeah, they for do. the online version of whoever they work for. Or they've shot video, probably shot video as well, and they go upstairs to edit it. And there, there is no sort of just propping up the bar talking shite for seven hours until no. they fall over. Because you've got work to do still. 
Uh, yeah, and I, and I and I sort of miss it in one way, and I'm and I understand it's the new way of of journalism. Traditionally, you would go on a car launch, wouldn't you? And you'd make notes as you drove the car, and then you'd come back and you'd put your notebook in your bag, and you'd have a I don't know a large dinner, multi course, mm. um, multi courses of of booze, and then you'd wake up really late the next day. You probably wouldn't get an early flight because you don't really need to because there's no urgency in the world at that moment in time. (laughs) And so you go, oh, well, the flight isn't till 7 p.m. That's cool. (laughs) This this area is really good. I'm going to go for a walkabout, maybe go for some shops, or I'll do a few emails on a veranda enjoying some freshly cut fruit. And a Ooh, coffee, a really a, good foreign coffee of some sort. Foreign you'd coffee, be in a country that does good coffee. Yeah, you will, and 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 squeezed orange juice using that machine that I might have referred to before that I can't remember the name of. That you, yeah. you stack it full of oranges and it looks really impressive. Yeah, yeah, that I've always wanted to put a tennis ball in one of those just amongst the oranges to see <laughs> what would happen. I imagine nothing, but what about a beef tomato? Explode. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that could work in a world of um, slightly. It, sour smoothies that are better yeah. for your guts apparently. well maybe that's it you, you in the your random orange juice world you've just put little rogue other fruit and vegetables in there there's a potato in there somewhere <laughs> and as you're operating the machine it's kind of potluck what you actually get some people will just get pure orange juice some people will get uh, an orange and onion smoothie of some <laughs> sort. Yeah, it's a parsnip in there onion which smoothie. jams the mechanism. You can't, you can't I think that. if you squeezed an onion hard enough, I think that some juice would come out. I know it would, but it would, unfortunately, it would smell like um, decorator's armpits, um, wouldn't it? I think it would be, oh. Yeah, um, so it would be revolting, yeah. I've just remembered, um, during the, the Queen's Jubilee weekend, I don't know if I mentioned, I watched some live jousting. And I, my daughter said to me, when I was trying to explain what jousting was about, and obviously it was a thing that you did back in the back in the days of, of old. Back in the day. Back in the day and all that. Back, in the, day, uh, back in the day. I love it when people say back in the day, they're referring to eight years ago. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. you're also referring to several hundred years ago, which feels like it's too far away. To yeah, that, okay, that, that is probably, it is several centuries ago. But back in the day, jousting-wise... Uh, she, my daughter was listening to me describe it, and she said, "So, is it a bit like, is it a bit like sort of drag racing, or uh, you know, like motor racing?" I said, "Well, I suppose in a way it is. It's like it's a stunt. It's dangerous, which is why it's a spectacle and people find it exciting. And back then, of course, pre-cars, if you had the biggest, fastest horse or the strongest horse, that was." That only a- a- a added to your prowess, didn't it? Mm. And, and the yeah. horses had these amazing... Uh, I'm going to call them body kits because they had... Um, <laughs> I, you know The, the oldie zendery. <laughs> that's right. It was uh, Liberty walk E. Um, <laughs> you had... It, it had this amazing what looks like I don't know a dressing gown on that was that's that's been cut out with lots of elaborate colours and the horse's eyes are partially covered and mm. I don't know I just thought hang on a minute it, they're, they're body kitted horses um, the, obviously the ja- the 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 jav not the javelin what do you call it lance the lance mm. Mm. exceptionally long. And then they were describing what they were doing because they were actually doing it. They were saying how the visibility. They were actually doing. They were actually doing it, full full pelt and breaking the lances. Could someone yeah. get? Oh, I see. So the lances were. I mean, they're designed to break my off. Historical I ignorance, think. but in in ye olding back in the days, yeah, they presumably were not designed to break and designed to actually hurt drive someone through quite badly. Yes, yeah. I think that's right. So these ones, um, and also I don't know whether old lances were metal tipped um, wood. Whereas these are these, I think, were, were quite easily splinterable soft wood. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, you'd ride at your opponent. But the thing is, is because you're wearing that metal protective helmet, which had such a thin slit of visibility in it, yeah. you couldn't really see. You couldn't see your horse, and you couldn't really see your lance. So it's oh. a bit like I'm gonna say. Have you ever put a welding mask on before you've actually started welding? You can't see anything 
and then and then you go well what's the alternative the alternative is is not having a welding mask on you can see everything but at the moment you click the welder and start the weld you've got to obviously shut your eyes because you've committed but it's too dangerously bright so during the actual act of the moment that's crucial you can't really see and that's the same as jousting yeah, that's a good point. I haven't really thought about this because I'll be honest, I've never done any welding. Cause what about jousting? Things that, oh, yeah, loads of that. Mm. I was just doing it this morning before, uh, before Were you? we started. But yeah, I just go out for a quick joust. And mm. um, the but yeah, thinking about it, pro welders they do. It's a very quick two step, isn't it? It's it's very quick. Flip down, go. Yep. And that's, it's that's you. You never just sort of flip down and then blither about for a bit before you start the torch. No, and it's like all these these skills you don't realize how incredible it is until you try it yourself and you go bloody hell this is uh it's actually quite hard it's a bit of a fiddle yeah so, yeah <laughs> to make it look artistic is is quite something that goes for any you made me feel um feel like a, a, a charlatan because i have never done any welding but i do really admire a nice weld and and equally i find bad welds offensive Bad welds are quite offensive. Now, don't get me wrong, Rich. I'm not going to sit on this podcast and claim that I weld every weekend because I sure as hell don't. Because well, not... you've got all that jousting to do, haven't you? So? I've got way too much. I've I've gone in hard on the jousting. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> middle aged men who have gone hard on the cycling thing, and yes, they've got all the carbon. Yet they're still overweight, which I still don't understand. I'd rather have a slower, heavier bike and get fitter quicker. But anyway. Mm. Um, Instead of doing all that, I've gone the other way. I thought, no, I'm going to go jousting. So I've got myself a body-kitted horse. Um, a it's, really pro-spec horse as well. Like well, sort of- it's low. It's low to the ground It's because I couldn't afford a, a tall, fast one. So I've gone for a low, slower one just to get me started. And okay. uh, so lower ground clearance so the skirts drag a little bit. You know, the, well, it's like it's a, a bit dress- ground effect, though, isn't it? It's probably quite good handling. Yeah. Uh, although I suppose you only do, they are, they're dragsters, aren't they? Because they are straight liners, those horses. They are. Oh they're yeah, not yeah. Cornering horses. No, they're not. They're just, and it's you have to start as soon as the person shouts, or I can't remember what they shout. Um, of course, you have to go at the same time. It's contenders ready. Yes, you will go on my first whistle. Horses, you will go on my first whistle. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> Jousters, you will also go on my first whistle because you're sitting on the horse. <laughs> that's right, and that's the way it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've got a, I, in my head I started chuckling because obviously they have different shields, like a really protective shield. They have different coats of arms stitched into the, into their cloaks and the horses' gear. And I was thinking, mm. yeah, it would be quite cool to have some some modern sponsors' name like I don't know, Gazoo Racing and um, yeah. M- MSD. Well, and- you could do like the drift people do and just sort of do the big list down the side of the horse. That's right. That's things that have got into the horse, but it, I guess it would just say like carrots, straw, <laughs> horse, nose medicine of some sort. Nose, nose bag meds. Yeah. Nose bag. Yeah. Well, I don't know what else you do with horse. Maybe the name of the vet and that sort of thing. Mm. You know, and the shoes. Whoever's whoever shooed the horse. Shoot them up. Yeah. The farrier. Yeah. Uh, gets a name check on the side. Whoever and, was the yeah. Whoever was the cloak stitcher, um, who's done the threads on the uh, the, the horse? I, I don't. It's a, is it a coat? I don't know if it's a horse's coat. It looks more elaborate than a coat. But um, yeah, uh, that I've, I don't know. I don't know very much about Lis- horses. Lis- listeners will know, and and hopefully listeners aren't uh, haven't switched off yet. Uh, and I realise well, when we're talking about Saturday morning kitchen. If you're if you don't live in the UK, you might not know what the hell we're talking about. But it's a it's a it's a British morning chat show based around well, I tell you what, cooking with as somebody. Ever, as always with these things, if they're a little inexplicable, there are additional bits of information, notes, links, pictures that we always put on our Patreon, particularly for people overseas. Now, a lot of people who are patrons, I've heard said, and somebody was just mentioning this last week, they like to read the show notes before they've heard the show because they then they have a sort of abstract, mysterious quality to them. Oh. And they'll go, why is there a picture of Fuello Benjamin? And it just, it, it it gives them a sort of, you know, a sense of what might be coming. Oh, and yet at the same time, no sense whatsoever. And I, I hadn't really considered this until people started saying that's how they do it because... The show goes live for patrons on a Sunday evening, along yeah. with the show notes. But I think a lot of people, it's part of their Monday morning routine. So I gather. This is what feedback tells us. So um, 
Uh, but anyway, while we're here, because I was meaning to plug this, yes, we have a Patreon. I've just been talking about it. We don't ask a lot. You can just chuck in a quid a month if that's your thing. Any more is greatly appreciated. Any less, you're scum to us and we don't want this <laughs> I'm joking. Of course yeah, we do. You're exactly. lovely. But uh, the, the Patreon helps us to keep going so yeah um, and how else how else are we going to buy that veal side body kitted horse jousting horse (laughs) Uh, it's it's with patreon funds (laughs) with sugar lumps written down the side (laughs) exactly Um, that and other things that horses apparently like in cartoons polo mints but you're not supposed to give them sugar lumps in real life are you probably bad for their teeth i don't know i think they it depends on what their sort of power outlay is if they're regularly exercised hard it's a bit like if you're a gym bunny probably having a mars bar every day doesn't touch the sides because it's going straight Mm. up the chimney and being burnt isn't it so you know those pictures in men's magazines, like particularly sort of like men's health and things. They'll always have someone with a, a really amazing six pack on the front, yes. or certainly within the pages. Yeah, and I know someone who went through some kind of like not a competition, but there was some kind of challenge to get a six pack. And he was in fairly good shape, but he was just sort of you know middle aged dad bod kind of okay shape. Like yeah, he 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 wasn't cover of a magazine worthy and there was some sort of challenge where he went through this regime of exercise and diet to get an amazing six-pack yeah and he achieved it and then i think the, the prize whatever it was was to have your photo you know have a photo shoot gosh and just before the photos were taken he had a massive mcdonald's because apparently the last thing you'd want to do to really bring your six-pack out is to have a very heavy big meal and that pushes something or other seriously gets that final yeah so you've spent weeks and months eating very very healthily and then if you want to pose with your six-pack at its most sort of prominent you bloat yeah you you bloat i'm sure that's what he told me i can't believe he said i went and got a mcdonald's and he was like it felt disgusting but that was what i was told to do by the by the photographer the stylist whatever bloody hell that's the last thing i was expecting you to say weird isn't it I'll remember that um, just before I go on the beach in a few months' time. Yeah, um, I think it only works if you've done a very intense six-pack building routine. I don't think it works if you're just what a normal middle-aged a, bloke. What not it what that hasn't done any exercise since lockdown and is going to have a magnum every other hour on the beach? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't mean a magnum of champagne. I mean, I mean a just a nice lolly. Yes. popular grown-up lollipop. Yes, that's um, right. So... Now, I want to uh, start a a new and one-off feature on this show called I'm a Bit Worried About. Oh. And I want your advice on this because I'm a bit worried about my cars. I mentioned uh, in the past couple of shows I've just moved house and I'm now parking both my cars on quite a steep slope and it's worrying me that it's not good for the cars. Right. Oh, hang on. Is this your phobia of automatic cars being on the pin, as you said it yeah. was when they're in <laughs> yeah. park? On the pole, if you will. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but this is the thing. So when I get into the Range Rover, let's go first. Now, it's got an electric handbrake. Yeah, which is... And it's an automatic. Yeah. Now, first of all, electric handbrakes, it's, you 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 know, you, you're sort of at the mercy of what the system has decided. You can't sort of pull them on extra hard like an old-fashioned one. No. They're just there. Now, I don't actually know um, how they calibrate themselves and adjust. I don't know if they even do. I've seen them. I think you, they do. They do adjust for wear, they do, don't they? They, they do. are able to compensate. They have, um, they, have, they have little wheels, like pulley wheels. and They do, don't they? Because that's the noise you hear when you pull them on. They just go... And the problem is... the wheel is they, winding the cable. Yeah, from memory, they're in a really vulnerable spot for just getting covered in mud and gunk. And then, of course, they start to seize and dry. So what I would say is go on Google and type in, I don't know, Land Rover or Range Rover electric handbrake mechanism. You'll get, you'll you'll see one being demonstrated, okay? Ah. And then what I would do, personally, it's so high off the ground, get some old clothes on, not some brand new Smith & Sniffner <laughs> merch, because that's new, and then lie under your car on a warm day when the car is all warm. Hmm. Clean off around the area of the electric handbrake, assuming it's not covered in, you know, you haven't just done an off-road day or a joust event. And... Hmm. Um, spray all that area with some sort of anti-corrosive um, protectant fluid 
because I think the dryness is what kills them often. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. Like all this, See, I'm not so worried about the handbrake at the moment as such. It's holding the car. Well, I think yeah. it's holding the car. I haven't actually tried it. I should put it in neutral and see what happens. But what bothers me most yeah. is no matter which way round I park, when I put the car into gear, yeah. it's it, suddenly sort of like a, a bit of a It thunk. bangs. It bangs. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. And I don't like it. No. And the up does it as well. The up does it to a lesser degree, but it's still there. And then the up creaks almightily as you hold it on the foot brake. Yeah, it's just the brakes making yep. brake noises. But Electric cars often do that. It's very pronounced. I think it's also because I'm often parked against a wall, and it's somehow you know sort of it's it's reflecting the sound back. But I did it the other day with the window open and went bloody hell, it's creaky. I just don't like it. I don't like parking cars repeatedly on a quite steep slope. It feels like it's bad for them. Well, I'm going to say you don't need a hand, handbrake in an auto anyway. It's just a waste oh, of time. But come on. No. No, it's the, just it's locked. The gearbox is locked. Stre- I know, but it's stressing my pull. It is stressing the pull. Uh, Nepal. Um, what I would say is, are you facing down the hill or facing up the hill? Um, a bit of both, actually. Okay, I was going to say, I would... I mean, I don't know if it makes any difference, but I would probably face up the hill so that when it goes into... Um, when it goes into reverse or D, it's, it just feels... And also always select it when obviously your foot is heavily on the brake. Oh, heavily. Heavily, heavily on the brake to take up any heavily. any amount of slack. But I think that's mm. that's really your only option. I mean, what people in San Francisco do is they put their wheels on full lock and then they, yes. they nudge the tyre into the kerb. And then yeah. that way it probably takes the pressure off the transmission, the locked trans which means when you put mm. it into reverse or D in the morning or whenever you go back to it, it's not going to have that mechanical shunt effect because it isn't gravity isn't trying to pull yeah, it not one way or the down. other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really an option because this is a driveway. That's the only problem. And what I only noticed, I only bought the wrong driveway. Yesterday. Well, it kind of came free attached to the house. You stroker. I, I mean, I could have it levelled off and some elaborate system of lifts like Le- the Anderson boat lock. But I think <laughs> it might. Could you have a, fin- a bit of an expense? Can you have a funicular, um, f- funicular driveway system? Uh, yeah. Well, that's still, but it's still gonna. Oh, I see what you mean. Like so, the where the, the, so the like, gr- those those railways, the carriage sits flat, doesn't it? The and carriage sits the- flat, but it goes down the gradient using pulley yeah. system and a load of water. Yeah, which I absolutely I love. I love a funicular railway. If I skip a vernacular railway jousting, I could probably knock that up, and uh, yeah, as long as it can take the weight of a Range Rover, it'd be all right. But, yeah, well, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'd anyway, it's bothering me. That's, I just wanted to pick your brain because you're mechanically more knowledgeable than I am, but it bothers me. I'm sure listeners will have their own views on this, but you're right. It did cross my mind. Funny you should mention San Francisco. Yeah, because I was thinking that I was like. People live in San Francisco. They park their cars on on hills for yeah. years and years and years, and you do not hear 
although in fairness I don't think I know any San Franciscans you don't hear people going you know my car's gone wrong again for god's sake these bloody hells yeah um, have you got any manual cars uh yeah the Land Rover but it's in storage at the moment I'm going to bring it home quite soon okay so in that instance um I would say it's a, a manual car will have a harder time of it because obviously you're doing a hill start when the engine's stone cold and 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 that that will stress the clutch anyway because you're having to ride it harder. Oh, but, but it's downhill, so the drive is down onto the road, so it's actually the the stressy bit. And this again, oh, okay, I don't like okay, this. Okay, I had to back the Range Rover onto the drive the other day mm. to load some stuff into the boot, and there's just that feeling of it's really having to suddenly load sort of up work. the torque converter. Yeah, that's it. It's the torque converter. I was like, something feels like it, it could burst here, but um, it's okay. I mean, it's got it's got plenty of torque. And I was going to say, it's used to carrying three and a, three tons or something, or and a lot of jousting gear, or... I'm probably being overly cautious here. You are. It's just that I do have quite a lot of mechanical sympathy, and... Oh, I, I understand that. I just, I don't, yeah, I just don't like it. Oh, it's kind of it. sweet, Richard. It's kind of sweet. Well, I care. I, I, know, care you, about, I know you care. I care about my cars. I don't, well, so, it's the same um, as me pushing cars out of the garage, or up, uh, I don't know, from one end of the drive to the other, if, if rather than driving it, rather than starting it cold, I just don't want to. I don't want to start a car up for 10 seconds. I even thought that about starting the Range Rover because it's petrol. Yeah. It's fine with the app because it's electric, but I start, start, starting the internal combustion car on a slope. It's just like, oh, you see, all the oil's run to one end, hasn't it? I don't... You, I certainly wouldn't like is to, this drive of yours. I'm getting a bit worried. Do you live on a slip, an RNLI slipway? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, it's, we've got to get got those parked boats to one to side because when there's an emergency, the boat will just yeah. clout your car <laughs> yeah, into the ocean. It's coming out of the garage, whether you like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or when someone puts a coin in the top of the garage roof. Uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very obscure reference. I think. Coin in the roof. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's my that's the thing that's worrying me this week. It's just parking on a slope. All input from listeners greatly appreciated on this one. Uh, the title of your email I parked my Mazda MX-6 on a slope for seven years and then the wheels fell off it was just fine yeah yes it was just fine that's more what I'd want to hear just don't but, overuse yeah. the any, handbrakes got that's what I'd say just fear the handbrakes I, I just don't I don't fear, I mean, fear do you, it in an automatic car not an electric yeah. car but in an automatic internal combustion car yeah. would you typically not use the handbrake yes unless I'm, really? par- unless I'm parking it on a really steep slope yeah are you some kind of American? I only I only use it the same as air conditioning. I only check it to see oh. if it actually works when the car's being MOT'd. I just want to check the. But detection. why would you not just just use it because it's an extra bit of security in case something goes wrong? Because the, trans- the, the transmission is but... physically locked. The only time the car will move is if someone hits it at sixty miles an hour and it skids across the road with its locked wheels still locked, and then it's trashed anyway. So who cares? I just it's I know the, the handbrake's this... pointless in an auto. It's completely pointless. See, my wife never used to use the handbrake in an auto, and I basically you made her British ways. I you I did tested her. Into yeah, she does. You use the de-Americanized her that element yeah. of her life. Well, it might have been when we had the nine eleven because obviously that's not really an automatic. It's it's a double clutch manual, and yeah, that's I, not the same. I don't think. Um, I don't know how it locks itself. I know it does, but I don't know how it locks itself exactly. I imagine it is something similar. There's some kind of pin. There's a system. robotic arm underneath with a twig in a hand, and, it, and as you <laughs> as you just... press the electric handbrake button, the, the twig goes into one of the spokes of the Lloyd's, and then that's it. I think that was earlier cars. I think there's a robotic arm that just gently lowers a house brick in front of one of the back wheels. Oh yes, that's how it stays put. Which well, that's what I was going to say. I just noticed only yesterday that just up tucked by the garage wall. <laughs> there are two house bricks and I thought I know why they're there the previous owner of the house used those to chock his car in place didn't he do you know what? I love I love a house brick I've got I've got a couple lying out or a, a couple of <laughs> you've got hundreds of them yeah I holding s- your house up surely what well, yeah but you I mean, loose house I, bricks, loose a, free, yeah. a freelance house brick that's yes. not being used to be part of a house that's right and I used to have a selection of of wood battens um, because of of, the, of that reason of chocking vehicles, and also I used to drive around in a car that was so low, um, I couldn't physically get a jack under it, so I'd have to p- 
push it or reverse it onto a selection of wooden batons and then get a trolley jack under it because I'm a complete bell cheese. But anyway, so... Tonight in session, Transmission Paul uh, playing tracks off their new album, Selection of Batons. <laughs> well, well, it's different times, as they say, and I enjoyed my, my time with the car that was so low that I couldn't get anything underneath it. Hang on, which, which one was this? This was the Mark I Granada, pre-hydraulics. Oh, pre-hydraulics? Pre-hydraulics, it was just absolutely on its arse. And I used to drive it every day to work. The Mark I Granada. And it was so low, so low, when I had two friends in the back um, and I overtook a car on the dual carriageway, um, it, it did actually scrape cat's eyes off the middle of the road. And my dad my dad saw how low it was and he just said, I don't... I don't understand how you think you're going to drive this around normally. And sure enough, <laughs> the wisdom of a parent, <laughs> as, as me being a 19-year-old penis, um, I, I went. I drove back up north to work and I said, yeah, I've got, oh, there's only certain routes I can come into the city now. And he went, yeah, it's kind of what I was trying to tell you. So, certain <laughs> routes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there were certain parts. Yeah, I just couldn't drive it around many different roads. Yeah. Good. Well, anyway, that's that one. But uh, Listen, yes, to sum up, if anyone's, anyone's got some uh, advice about parking on a hill, I, I suspect most of the advice would be stop worrying about it, you big fanny. But um, if anyone has got any particularly sage thoughts about hill parking, then um, that, I'm all ears. And um, uh, hello at smithandsniff.com is the email address. Hello at smithandsniff.com. If you are a patron, you can get in touch with us through the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash smithandsniff, all in words. Um, oh, we were just talking before we started, weren't we, about uh, how we haven't got a Twitter account because it seemed a bit unnecessary. And then I thought that maybe we should have one. And it turns out someone has already taken Smith and Sniff. So whoever a, um, you are, we'll find name. you. And when we well, do... I think it's a squatter. I think it's just some oh, do you? squatter there. Yeah. Shall I challenge them to a joust? Yes. I will dig out my most aggressively body-kitted horse and I will summon them to a duel at dawn. Where did you watch this jousting, by the way? Uh, just some tin pot place called Hampton Court Palace. And oh. uh, it was lovely. It was very British, like a lot of the Jubilee weekend was. Hence, I mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah, but it just took the kids for a tour of the palace and um, they just happened to have some a, a special jousting event on just to keep it nice and authentic and historic. And it was great. Mm. It was really, really good fun. And um, very, very enjoyable. Um, didn't see the Queen, but uh, saw a lot of people sunburnt and a lot of bunting. <laughs> Oh, and there was an enormous amount of pollen and dust in London that weekend, so everyone's eyes felt like someone had like yeah. sprinkling dry roast peanuts, <laughs> but dry roast peanuts uh, into them. It was really I had very sore eyes for two days. Well, it's yeah, it's what Her Majesty would have wanted. Did the rain not damp it down though? There was a small really amount of rain, it? and they actually said we we will have to cancel it if it's too wet because the horses can't get grip because I think it's pre traction control on those horses. So, yeah, but they're four-wheel drive. I mean, I don't... Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about it like that. Maybe their torso and diff is a bit cag. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always thought torso and diff is just a Scandinavian uh, bodybuilder. But, um, yeah, this... I, I'm in a, a WhatsApp group with them, the three mates who are all sort of quite car nerdy, and we do have a running joke about writing a Scandinavian crime drama based around a guy called Torsen Diff. Do you? And, yeah, and he's always going to look at slightly shabby Lotus elites and declats for sale, and they're never quite good enough. The headlining's always sagging. Oh, always, always. Yeah. The interior's always threadbare. size. <sighs> Torsen Diff. Next week I'll find a good one for sale. <laughs> Crime's going unsolved because of his obsession with 1970s lotuses and trying to buy a decent second-hand one. But, um, yeah, it's a work in progress. Isn't it? I'm in there. Uh, I just wanted to read out, uh, since I gave out the email address, I wanted to read out some emails that we had. Uh, Matt Seymour wrote to us just because we mentioned uh, last week you said you'd love to go and clean the Goodwood Festival speed site with uh, a bottle of Terps. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember Matt that. Matt said, I once spent eight hours scrubbing the floor of York Minster with turpentine substitute. 
The result was to replace the strips of adhesive left behind by cheap gaffer tape someone else had laid <laughs> down them with two stripes of slightly cleaner floor area, which looked worse. So that's really? a salutary tale, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, eight hours in York Minster scrubbing the floor, I suppose, a nice venue in which to have to do a very, very tedious task. Uh, Leslie Brook, Les Brook, who's a draftsman, apparently, according to his um, signature, uh, he says, you're a fraud. Uh, Mr. I Never Use the Con quite blatantly does use it on Fifth Gear Series 27, Episode 1 while testing the electric London taxi. I rest my case. Seriously? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) You're getting getting called out now on your air conditioning use. Now, there there needs to be a caveat in the con um, situation, and that Mm. is when when, when we ever were filming, um, we can't really have the windows down because of sound intervention. And the camera gear uh, overheats on a hot day. Yes. I have okay. been forced to have the con on before. And I've actually been quite angry about it, even when I've been wearing a grey T-shirt with obvious sweat patches emerging. Um, I've still only done it in the name of keeping the camera equipment rolling. So right, I love right, that. I mean, right, eagle-eyed right. listeners slash viewers, uh, I mean, they will always, they will always be king. I'll always be fine. What, what, hang on, what, what episode like, was that? What series episode was that again? Uh, series 27, episode one, apparently. 27, episode one. Oh, shit, that wasn't that long ago. Okay. No, no, no. Anyway, you, oh. just, I feel like this is, as people seem to say on the internet quite a lot these days, you know, this is the hill I will die on for some sort of yes. issue you have to take a stand on. You, you're very much now on air conditioning hill or air conditioning switched off hill and yes. people are taking shots at you, possibly coming at you with a jousting lance of air conditioning um there's a, a chap called matthew hammerfeld joyce i'm sorry if i've mispronounced your name matthew um he lives in germany he lives in potsdam okay uh, and he says he's been he's, he's emailed us uh, a couple of times because um he has been apparently he's been spreading the word in germany about this podcast thank you for that matthew but um he drove over to brooklands for uh jaguar's centenary in his lovely old xjr Oh, sweet. It's 300, one of the um, straight six ones. Yeah. And it looks absolutely mega. Uh, he sent us a picture. and um, He's a dude. Yeah, Has a total to dude. So he drove to Brooklands, and then there, there's a test hill. And uh, he said, uh, I, I listened uh, with nervous anxiety as the Brooklands marshals told us that we didn't lift off the throttle at the flag. We would most likely end up in Weybridge. And when asked if my car was low... And I asked, how low is low? He replied, uh, give it a go and we'll see. <laughs> so I don't like that. He set off. I know. That's not the right attitude. Uh, he set off up the hill, made it without a worry. But what's glorious about it is he did it with a big yellow Smith & Sniff sticker in the back window. His, his only nod to competition spec sponsorship. Oh, uh, thank and- you so much. What a great... What I mean, any any German person that owns a slightly left-field British car, I'm always fascinated by anyway. I think it's cool. You're very much going against the grain. Exactly. You, sir, have taste. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because I always think someone over here who's a massive BMW enthusiast and owns, say, an old M5, you just go, there's someone who's into BMWs. But it feels like in Germany, everybody's maybe a little bit more sort of committed to the home team and to have a jag is oh yeah yeah very much so field i don't know maybe i'm wrong matthew can probably set us straight i think germans um, have historically and the french especially and actually and the spanish are very good at of being kind of patriotic car purchasing yeah whereas we don't anymore it's true well we we had our trust broken too many times well we did and our local cars are toyotas now and yeah and uh, Hondas and or well, well, were were Hondas, Hondas. Uh, were Hondas, um, Nissans. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> just got Japanese car Nissans, Nissans, blurting out. <laughs> um, it, uh, Matthew. Anyway, he he he's finishes by saying, suffice to say, given it rained all day, some water got in my electrics, and after a lengthy stay on the hard shoulder, I made it home. Oh no! Um, because of the acute angle. I don't know. I bet it was. Um, I bet it was because it was parking at a cute angle and the sunroof let in some water and the ECU started choking. Um, now, the, the reason I bring up uh, Matthew, or Matt, he's signed his name, actually, we'll call him Matt from now on, let's be friendly. But um, the reason I bring him up is actually because of last week's uh, podcast when you went up that mountain yeah. that's named after a man who 
Um, it's, it's, it, it's some kind of weird. It, Welsh it was nude thing. and wanted to marry a woman and had to hit yeah. hit a hammer on a log all night to stay warm. Yes, nothing weird about that. Anyway, Matt's father-in-law uh, owns an actual mountain. What? In Norway, called Hammerfall, which is one hell of a name for a mountain. Oh my <laughs> it's like gosh! A mountain. Yeah, what's it called? Hammerfall. <laughs> oh, we need. Um, can we climb it? I mean, is it is it a is it a tricky one or is it a fairly easy listening uh, event to climb? Well, what's exciting is that Matt has said, uh, if you send me the okay, I will secretly, and much to my mother-in-law's anger, rename it Johnny Hill or Smith and Sniff Mount. Uh, but in return, he will need one of those little stickers we were talking about getting made last week, which are happening. Oh, yes, it is happening. They were signed off a few days ago and they are being made as we speak. They so are, they're under construction. If you see us at Goodwood, assuming we're still... Going to Goodwood because we were a bit rude about Lord Sir March of Richmond last week, and um, I don't, were we, but we haven't heard otherwise. No, we weren't and, rude. I don't. Well, it was, it was done with affection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. respect for him and his event, but um, but we just can't quite remember his name. And um, uh, yeah, if you see us there, we'll have stickers on us, and we'll 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 give them away. Um, anyway, uh, Matt sent us a picture of of Hammerfall, or at least a picture of the sign, which seems to be on a road. It's hard to make out which is actually the mountain, but um, it doesn't look massive. I reckon you could climb it. Anyway, if the offer stands, I'd like to do that. I don't know how you go about renaming a mountain in Norway. If there's a lot of paperwork, don't go to any trouble. Otsot Mound? (laughs) Oh, just Otsot. Because you could... If you're a non-Norwegian speaker, you just go, I wonder what that means. I wonder if it means like sort of cloud of the gods or something. Yeah, call it Otsot. It's just some pricks off a (laughs) pot. Call it Otsot Mound. Got to be done. <laughs> Got to be done. Well, there's a challenge for you, Matt. If you if you're listening and uh, you feel so inclined, um, there are many many stickers in it for you. If you can go through the uh, labyrinthine local government system to rename a Norwegian mountain, or he's just going to in fact scribble over the existing sign with. Um, with sharpies yeah i always go for a it's walk. quite a big size it's a proper sized sign it's not just like a little you know little note on a oh. on a stick okay it's a proper like like a you know a kind of road sign that would show the the name of a as you enter the village i was going to ask um, if anyone has ever um has anyone been up that mountain that i went up um uh, which isn't a large mountain which is why i did it only in a, two hours <laughs> but um if they have done it but they've They've kept it authentic to the history books, and they've they've stayed up there naked uh, with a hammer, just hitting as much as possible so their their genitals don't don't fall off in the cold. Uh, let us know. Send us an email, not pictures, but just an email, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I can't find it now, but somebody in the YouTube comments. Uh, took great issue with this Welsh legend. Because, what? What? Well, I'm going to have to find this now, aren't I? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, scrolling past someone who suggested there should be Group B spec washing machines, massively overpowered and always bursting out of your kitchen wall. Good idea. That's a great idea. Um, people give you there's amazing stuff in the youtube comments we should read them out more often there's somebody who's actually giving me legal property advice based on the fact that um their other half is solicitor secretary about the stuff that people leave in their house really the stained sofa is still here by the way yeah apparently there's breach of contract anyway um oh yeah here we go simon groot hello simon uh, says exercise of any sort in a cold environment brackets water insufficient clothing etc is a proven way to hypothermia to move the muscles requires highly oxygenated blood, which robs the body of core temperature. You will die more quickly with exercise than if you do nothing. Any survival book or medical professional will tell you not to do it. And the best way to survive low temperature environments is to bring all your limbs as close as you can to your body and then wrap any clothing around you. So there we go. So don't... Welsh myth busted uh, But they didn't. Know, they didn't know this science back then, did they? No. No, they they just didn't know that. Ugh. Well, mm. uh, next time I go there, I'm going to go there fairly soon. I've decided because I enjoyed it so much. Um, next time uh, I go up there, I think it's fair to say I'll take a quad. But I will wear clothes. I absolutely promise. Well, now that's an instant way to get hurt or killed, isn't it? Quad bikes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, just, it's just death machines. Okay, let's, okay, so flip a coin. You're either going to go up there naked with a hammer and a selection of things to hit, or mm. you're going to go up there on a quad with no helmet and maybe a sticky throttle. But I'm allowed to wear clothes. 
Uh, oh, I think I think naked quadding is probably <laughs> naked quadding. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to read out a comment that was left after Simon's uh, information about um, core temperature. It's uh, someone called Steve M. Uh, picked up on us talking about garden centres. He just said, you say garden centre, but it's much, much more than that. You can get pets, wicker shit, fragrant <laughs> candles, and some very cheap hardback books, mostly about military history. Um, good. I think that's a reference to Catterick, the old Rick Reeves Bob Mortimer sitcom. I need, I might go to a garden centre this weekend. I haven't been for ages. It's a, re- it. it's a really great Do place to, to see people who have a resting smile face i have talked about resting smile faces before because some people drive with a resting smile face not many um so i think a garden center is good for resting smile faces we pop in on your way back from the joust oh yeah well no because i might be injured and oh all right go on your way to the joust then and uh I'd like to go to a garden centre on a horse and tie it up outside next to the motorbikes. <laughs> It'd be quite cool. Yeah. And then you realise you've bought a massive <laughs> tree. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a motorbike parked outside a garden centre. Oh, I have. I think. Do you think? I think the two things are mutually incompatible. No. Motorbike enthusiasm and garden centre no. visitation. No, I, I've seen them, but they, they're of a certain breed. They're a faux Harley, or a Foley, as I used to call them. They're those... Japanese slash Chinese um, bikes, which do try to look like Harley Davidsons, but then you suddenly mm. beneath the veneer, you realise it's a one two five or a two fifty, mm. um, mm. very much a single cylinder motorbike, and then you go, <laughs> and it's a little bit too thin and spindly to be yes, a Harley. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> well, a bad drawing of a Harley. Yes, <laughs> yes it is like a bad like a young Harley that hasn't quite sort of you know grown into itself. Yet. It's a Bambi Harley with spindlier legs. <laughs> The thinner body. Here we go. Ah, well, well, on, the, on, that side uh, on this things. or any other issue, do send in your emails or your pictures. Uh, hello at smithandsniff.com or join our Patreon. And um, uh, we look, we do enjoy hearing from you. And we do try and reply, even if we're not very good at it. Right. Well, that's that for this. Um, before we go, I have three things to tell you. They are, firstly, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Late Drake Show, in which Johnny must pick up award-winning rap artist Drake from Luton Airport and get into a concert on time. But because his private jet's been significantly delayed due to an onboard catering issue, he misses his gig. Um, the Late Drake thank you Show. To, uh, <laughs> thank you to Kieran Bicknell, who sent that one in. People have started sending in have they? your fake YouTube channels, yes. Um, uh, so uh, more of those I'd in coming that. weeks. I'd love The Late Drake Show. That would be great. The Late Drake Show would be very stressful, but at the same time, you know, he, he might just play along with it. I was it. expecting a like collect- jousting horse. I was worried that uh, my job would be collecting dead ducks off a road, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> all right johnny's real solo youtube channel as you probably know is called the late break show and it has many excellent things on it including uh tomorrow if you listen to this on monday there will be a review of the new kia e nero that's right the electric uh, nero not before then because of the embargo. embargo second thing i've got to tell you is i have various books out one of them is called how to be a motoring journalist by the fictional motoring journalist roy lanchester um it's uh, available exclusively from Amazon as an ebook or a paperback. And the third thing I've got to tell you is that the excellent 80s sitcom Ever Decreasing Circles was almost called The Proper Trousers. Seriously? Yeah. Alternative title also included Hell's Bells, which you notice Richard Bryan says all the time. Says all the time. Ever decreasing circles, um, people, you have to be a certain age and British, I think, to remember it, but it's being rerun now on BBC Four. Is it? You can catch them on iPlayer. Yeah, I watched the first episode of the night. It does stand up, it's very funny. Oh, very Richard Bryce. Great setup. Jolly guy. Great setup. An incredibly tightly wound man, just driven even more tightly wound by the fact that a very laid back man moves in next door to him. That's right. I mean, it's a bit more complicated than that, but that is the basic premise. It's excellent. Um, bonus fact. Ever Decreasing Circles was based on a play called Hiccups by the writers of um, Ever Decreasing Circles. But in the original play, Martin wasn't played by Richard Bryars. He was played by Sam Kelly, who is perhaps best known as Captain Gearing from A Low, A Low. Oh, my gosh, you know so much. And yet so little. Yes. Well, I have something to say, and that is Smith & Sniff has merchandise available. We say this every Ooh, yes. every episode, but... Because we've been doing some special edition Father's Day um, presents slash bundles, uh, if you're listening to this 
uh, on the on the Monday when it goes out. Well, tomorrow, which is what the thirteenth of June, is the last day for second class postage. So, if you're a postage cheapskate, you need to order before <laughs> then in order to get said items for Father's no, today's Day. Today's the thirteenth, so it's tomorrow the fourteenth. Is is Tuesday the fourteenth? Is the last okay? Day so, to order to, second so class. all right. So t- yeah, so thirteenth is your last day to order <laughs> Father's Day shizzle. Today, 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 Monday, okay. and the fifteenth. Is the last day Wednesday. for fast track, you know, like expensiver um, postage. Yeah. So bear that in mind. Go online, and that's because the nineteenth Sunday is Father's Day. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, so I knew that. Merch bundles, t-shirts, mugs, yeah, uh, stickers, cards, cards. Father's Day, Smith and Smith Father's Day cards, all with if you buy the bundle a bottle of brute yeah so you can smell or amazing you can buy the cards individually and you can buy the merch and then obviously there's less sense of urgency if you're just buying it for yourself yeah. but if you're getting something for father's day which is this coming sunday the 19th get your order in today 13th yeah or if you listen to this later in the week 15th or if you listen to this at some point in the future because you're behind on the podcast or you've only just discovered it's all irrelevant 26 this is irrelevant <laughs> please ignore this section. but you can still buy Thank merch you. just not father's day you can still buy merch, merch and who knows yeah uh well anyway so that's um, that it's not convoluted at all. that's that all done <laughs> i think we wrapped that one up very neatly <laughs> only about five minutes over time um well we will be back next week doing this all again Mm. but until then thank you for listening goodbye thank you and goodbye and this is smith and stiff a podcast in which two people talk about cars and talking (laughs) talk about talking it's britain's most meta podcast yes ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.